Hello everyone um, and welcome to our Humanizing Work live series running streaming every day on LinkedIn Live, YouTube and Facebook um, along with recording the audio files onto our podcast which is available through Spotify. So Humanizing Work with Bailey and French, we are talking all things human leadership, team flow, how we can really think practically about ways to humanize our workplace now in this new new normal and into the future of work. We've chosen a number of topics that we think are so relevant right now um, to share. This first week, we're exploring aspects of human leadership. And yesterday with Grace, we talked about human leadership overall. What, what is it? Why is it so important? Please do find the recording on our Bailey and French consulting page um, if you'd like to, to revisit. And today we're delving a bit deeper into the self-awareness aspect of human leadership. So why is self-awareness so important to leaders? And what are the best new ways that we can actually develop our self-awareness? It's a concept that we've been talking about for many, many years. But what's the latest, most practical, fun, enjoyable, impactful and effective way to do that? And today I am super pleased to have my wonderful friend, Lindsay Foreman, joining me um, to have a great discussion for the next half an hour, exploring authenticity, our strengths, our purpose, how those things are all connected and how we can use those to develop our self-awareness. So hello, Lindsay, would you like to say hello and introduce yourself? Well, hello. Um, and that was, I love that introduction because um, fun and uh, enjoyable, I think, is the is the key of the day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had a background in IT and systems transformation for a couple of decades, but was really passionate about people change and transformation in people. Um, so that's been my passion for the for the last decade, you know, and how to apply positive psychology. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. Obviously, we've worked together for a number of years now, and this is quite a new thing for us. So thank you for exploring and bravely having a good go. Um, so um, obviously, I asked if if you would think about authenticity, strengths, purpose. These are all things I know that you are absolutely brilliant at um, in, in your work, your research. Um, and obviously, we're focusing here really on the practic practical side of that. Mm. So um, we know there's some fantastic research out there, out there, but how can we really bring that to life on a daily basis with our leaders? Mm. Um, and I just wanted to start by thinking about, in terms of self-awareness, if we think about the emotional intelligence model, it's like, like the foundation is like, before you get anywhere near thinking about how you manage yourself and others, mm. what do you even know about who you are? Yeah. How can you actually develop some identity in a really positive way that's gonna really build the, the best solid foundation for yeah. how you, you operate as a person as a leader mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to ask obviously ask you the question particularly around strengths now we've been talking about strengths for a long time Lindsay you've worked in this field for for a long time too mm. what um what do you think why is exploring our strengths such a good way to develop our self-awareness what would mm -hmm. you think would be uh an well, strengths, you know by definition are the things that make us feel stronger and whether that's you know at peak times or in the last year I mean people are reaching burnout and um, and strengths can be a, a massively important tool in getting through those times 
And when we talk about self-awareness, only we know how we feel. Only we know which strengths truly energize us. And some of us have had, had identities that we've um, that have evolved through work, through school, that other people have said, oh, you're really good at that. Do more of that. And you're like, OK, I'll do some more of that. Or perhaps, well, that earns really good money. I mean, I was in IT. God knows how I got there. Um, but people said, oh, you're really good at that. But it wasn't making me happy. People thought, oh, she's got so much energy. She must really enjoy what she's doing. But I wasn't. And leaders find themselves in those positions sometimes. They get promoted into leadership because people say, you'll be really good at that. And then they're, they're miserable or they don't know how to cope or they don't quite know what their identity as a leader is. They look at some other people and go, well, that's a good leader. Let me be like that. But actually, we need to find our unique strengths. And that's where self-awareness is so critical because it's how we feel, not how others perceive us. Yeah, and, and it's really interesting, actually, because while you're talking, it's kind of firing off lots of ideas in my brain. One of the things is that actually how people perceive us when as a leader, when we're self-aware. Yeah. I've known people who can be quite self-deprecating and talk themselves down all the time. Yeah. And it's almost like... I, I almost you feel sorry for them and pity them a bit. And it's it's not it's not the role modeling of a, of a strong, you know, positive leader that people people need and people need that now. And I think for me, the relevance now of being able to to be able to identify and know what your strengths are. And be proud to talk about that. I know certainly um, in England, um, the British culture often is is not to to talk about what's good about Modesty yourself. and humbleness. <laughs> People can give me a wrong list of their weaknesses, but actually when you talk about strengths. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that when they do and they're brave to talk about their strengths, particularly when we've got kind of leaders together, the one thing I notice is that everyone is so supportive. People yeah. want to hear that story of who you are in your best self who you are when you're enjoying your work yeah. and it comes across it leaks doesn't it you can't you can't hide it and I think there's yeah. something there really powerful isn't there about how other people are, yeah. are impacted by our self-awareness yeah absolutely and I think when we're able to stand in that in all its glory then that's when we're truly you know impacting others um I mean I have to say that you know, there there are times though when we learn about ourselves in those difficult times when we are vulnerable, when we are, you know, perhaps, you know, finding who we are, discovering, you know, that that part of ourselves that perhaps um, it's taken time to get to. Um, you know, just coming onto this, like I say, really nervous because it's a new thing, and and I think we have to be open to the fact that there are times when we don't feel strong, and that being in a team, being surrounded by others, that contagion effect that we can have on each other um, can get us through. And that you don't have to be a leader that pretends you're strong all the time. Um, you know, it, it's just not life, it's not reality, is it? Yeah, no, it's not, you're right. And and there is that, that, that kind of the pressure, the feeling of being judged yeah. and needing to be, you know, yeah. It, on on this kind of on in best form for some reason um mm -hmm. and actually it's that vulnerableness the the, the ability vulnerableness vulnerability to be yeah. able to to actually say you know oh god no that's that's yeah. not something i'm great at or whatever and i found over the years that i've worked with um with leaders particularly in small groups when people feel more comfortable to talk about themselves yeah. they've really enjoyed exploring more about themselves when it's coming from a positive 
perspective and a positive light it's almost like when you get people away and you're like right here's a you know team development away day or like you know here's your new course that we're starting you you almost get that kind of you can see in people's people's faces like leaking like the dread of like oh god what's the diagnostic (laughs) gonna tell me about how awful I am and what I need to change and it's such an uh like a buzzy feeling to start off with what was your best day in the last week? You know, exactly. you can go anywhere right now. Why would you go there? And, you know, what, yeah. where would you go and why? And what, what, what is it about getting up this morning and coming here that you were excited about? And when you start on that perspective, everyone's kind of like, shoulders down. Oh, yeah. thank goodness, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Authenticity comes in is because genuinely talking about what you love rather than pretending to love something or have the space to kind of go, what does light me up? What does make me happy? Because some people go through life and they get promoted or they get moved on or they find themselves in a leadership position and kind of look back and go, how did I get here? You know, what happened along the way? And we all need time to reflect and, you know, just take it in. And I think this last year has given people the space and time to do that, to kind of go, how did I get here? What do I want next? What does my new normal look like? And do I want it to be the same as the old normal? Um, You know, so people are in that space. And I think strengths is such a powerful tool to kind of stabilize us and kind of go, well, what is it that makes me and my team feel strong? How can we support each other through this next period? And I love the way you bring in and my team as well. Just such a natural inclusion. It's like that it's all about all what we're in this together and okay. it's really important isn't it because i was saying just to grace yesterday particularly with the self-awareness piece with what we've been got we've been going through in the last year you know we've all been in our own little bubbles yeah yeah and our own reality is quite detailed within those bubbles isn't it but actually you know there's a lot of that that i share and i'm quite you know i'm quite um I don't know what's the word expressive so you know people do get to hear a lot about me even through the screen because I'll talk to people about what's going on I'm quite honest maybe too honest but um but but there's also a huge amount there that no one's no no one's aware of that's yep. going on in my my little world yeah it's like everyone's coming back and returning back to the office well not everyone but lots of people mm. are mm. Coming back in and like, and I said to, to Grace yesterday, it's like when my kids went back to school, you could see them actually really challenged with thinking about how their identity might have changed in the time yep. that they've been away yep. and like repositioning themselves and maybe yep. reinventing themselves a little bit as well. Like, actually, I've been using this strength more and it works really well. And it's just so nice to, yeah. see, to be able to embrace people that way and yep. talk about actually what has it given us? Like, yep. it's you know, it has been traumatic and mm-hmm. I certainly don't want to kind of, um, I don't know. <laughs> no, but we can, yeah. we have grown. There's a lot of people that have grown through through this yeah. period and recognising it and knowing that we can grow through challenge and really difficult times as well. Well, what's, what makes us stronger, isn't it? I mean, yeah. in, in all areas of life, you know, whether you talk about physical strength, you know, you have to lift heavier weights to get to be stronger it's the same in life right you have to go through difficult times to get the strength and it's only then that you realize how powerful you really are when it's easy you know you don't get tested do you you don't really have to dig into that (laughs) inner strength to get you through those difficult times so 
What's your best? This is a, an off-the-cuff question. So as we, we know, this is unscripted and unrehearsed. I, I told you we talk about authenticity and strengths. But what's, what's your best strengths-based question that you ask leaders to help them with their self-awareness? What, what gets you the, the right kind of level of response to help? Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely linked to energy. So, you know, what are the things you love to do that light you up? There's something around this mind-body piece. So we've got mental strengths, emotional strengths, you know, physical strengths. And yet sometimes we separate them out. We separate mm. ourselves. And to bring that unity back together is around, you know, the things that energize you, the things you really enjoy, mm. um, so that they're forced to kind of look inside themselves and kind of go, well, what is it actually that makes me feel that way? Mm. Um, because some people, you know, are, are operating, and especially now on Zoom, it's like you, you're operating from here up, aren't you? You forget about what's going on down there sometimes. And it, it's weird, isn't it? Because, you know, in all honesty, you know, 10, 20, 10, 15 years ago, I won't age myself too much, but um, 10, 15 years ago, when I was talking about strengths and energy, people were looking at me like, oh, she's a bit of a hippie. Yeah. You know? And it's like, uh, is she going to get me to do something strange? And am I going to have to hum? And I was like, no, no, it is about energy. But actually yeah. explaining that to people and helping people really like connect with that, yeah. I think it's easier now than it ever has been because there's so Definitely. much more mindfulness. People are really taking, you know, into really thinking about how they physically feel yeah. and the connection, as you yeah. said, between kind of like mind and body. But it is, um, it is a difficult one, isn't it? And I, um, I'm always searching for some good strengths questions. So if anyone's um, listening or uh, watching, send us in your best strengths questions because um, we've got a long bank of them, but I love hearing new ones. So I'm going to move on to, to talking now a bit more about purpose. And um, this this one really just struck me. And, and thank you for the, um, the comment that came through from one of our, our viewers, an empowering message, beautiful triad of awareness, authenticity and strengths. And, you know, there is a huge connection here as well. And I just want to talk a bit more about that connection between knowing our strengths and our purpose, yeah, yeah. because these things are inextricably linked. But let's let's explore that and tease that out a bit more. So mm -hmm. where, where's your head at thinking around, you know, strengths and purpose? What's the connection for you, Lindsay? So what gets you out of bed in the morning thing, isn't it? So mm. um, and, and we have to rely on different things at different times. Um, but having a really strong sense of purpose, what's your why? And knowing that it changes over time, you know, before you have kids, you know, our purpose is different to after we have kids, for example, or when you reach retirement. So these things evolve over time and strengths can be built. But, you know, it, again, I go back to energy. <laughs> you know, yeah. when people are looking for motivation or inspiration or the energy to get on and keep going, because it's it's a long haul, right? It's like doing a marathon. Mm. Um but when you have a purpose that you know when you if you ever cross the line if there is a line you know purpose is the thing that makes you put one foot in front of the other and it's our strengths that really carries us through but you know what i go back to this people side when you run a marathon if you're doing it in isolation it's a lot harder than doing it with a team or doing with people cheering you and supporting you yeah. and so purpose is not an individual thing it's something that you know, it's what we do to make a difference in the lives of others that mm. matters rather than, you know, I think that's where, you know, we can join together to achieve something greater. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it actually before in terms of the collective purpose, because obviously I think about collective purpose in terms of organisations a lot, in terms of kind of vision and strategy and bringing that to life. And there's yeah. currently a helicopter going overhead. I'm sorry, I don't know if you can hear that very low. Um, typical. But yes, I think um, for me, it's, 
it's quite interesting to think about the collective purpose yeah. um, and how that can drive you and give you a bit more. And Definitely. And That's often, what in French, right? We, we <laughs> do something. I couldn't do it on my own. You couldn't do it on, on your own. But together and yeah. uniting our strengths because the team has a whole host of different strengths that when you bring them together, magic happens. It really does. Yeah, so, and you're right, you're right. And you're part of that. So um, I think the, the piece, I guess there's a nugget here for me around how strengths are developed. And yeah. I talk a lot about this in terms of kind of neural pathways that are developed through our childhood, you know, mm -hmm. as our brain develops and we get to kind of 17, we kind of who we are by then. But mm -hmm. then we've got the opportunity to kind of shape that master master okay, our strengths. I, I will argue with that because I mean I, I reckon in the last year more extroverts have become introverts and more introverts think they're extroverts and we think we know who we are but do we really until we're pushed into a situation that kind yeah. of goes right then you thought you knew who you were but you have you have options to change yeah. fundamentally yeah and I, I I believe you can um with 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 a concerted effort but there is in most people you're, you're you're kind of you're there most of the way by the time you're 17 and what what I think is really kind of fascinating is the fact that if you ask people kind of how what what it was in their naught to 17 that gave them those strengths they mm. can spot it straight away mm. so if you think about actually you know you, your top two top three strengths and you think actually mm -hmm was there something that happened or was there a series of activities or was yeah. there a particular friendship relationship or challenge that I coped with mm. that, that bore those strengths for me? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really interesting for me personally, there is, and that's connected to my purpose. Yeah. And that's where yeah. I think this, this really deep connection between mm. the development of our strengths, where they've come from, and our purpose mm, yeah. and it's almost like the strengths have become the way we navigate the world around us in order yeah. to deliver that purpose i know yeah. that sounds a bit yeah no because we have related but it, for me yeah. it's so powerful yeah because we our journeys de define us and they give us that we want to help those that have struggled perhaps in the same way we have or we see suffering in others and we want to help them you know we want to create a world that's better than the one we've grown up in perhaps um you know and i you, you know you look at the workplace and you know this is why i think humanizing the world of work is so important because you look at how people struggle and suffer and, and think that there's just one way that the world will be and that's where you know we have to believe in transformation we have to believe that yes you're defined in those early years but you have the rest of your life to decide who you want to be when you can choose where you live who your friends are what job you want to do that's when we have choice up to the age of 17 we're on a path that's been defined for us so mm. you know we have to have that hope and optimism that actually we can create these incredible things you know after that yeah yeah you're right you know having hope is is that we can be we can make the best of ourselves still yet and still I'm hoping I can do that and I'm you know I'm still in my 40s so I'm really you know hoping that I've still got lots more to go yet and this so is what I'm doing doing an Ironman to, yeah. to prove that, you know, even in later life and, you know, got the taxi driver study with the hippocampus that we have the capacity to grow at any time in our life. There's a nun who's 80 who does the Ironman. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And it's exactly, it's about our capacity. So look, let's tie this up. We, we've not got much longer onto our kind of third kind of topic was around authenticity. Mm. So we've touched on this already in terms of kind of identity, but why would you say playing to our strengths is such a great way of being authentic? Well, 
I think when we know ourselves, I, I keep going back to energy, I don't know why, but um, it takes a lot of effort not to be yourself. So if you're in <laughs> and trying to be something else, it's draining, it's exhausting. You get home at the end of the day and go, God, that was hard work. When mm. you're authentic and playing to your strengths, it's like there's a limitless resource of power within you. And you can sustain that over a long period of time. So we know that working to strengths has this, you know, really um, amazing effect on our physiology and, you know, the way we are on time. You know, when you're in flow, working to your strengths, time becomes elastic and you can get so much more done in, you know, in a much shorter space of time. Um, does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it does. And, I, you know, we're talking around this, you know, it's, it's, it's about that. That, that that connection to to who you are as a whole human and mm. i think that's what we're kind of connecting on here is that you know even the human experience is is quite a, a popular topic to talk yeah. about at the moment um and particularly almost the the evolution and um of of the ai approach yeah. into yeah. work has yeah. almost forced us to think about the human experience exactly. even more yes and for me it's really making me think about the subconscious part yeah. and bringing yeah. it to light and i've talked a lot about you know bravery and courage to say what's going on in your head and yeah. and listening to the inner voice and making it explicit particularly yes. for women in the workplace i'm very passionate about helping them feel they've got a platform to talk and say Same. what they're thinking that it's valid yep. and it's almost that the humanness of us yes. is burying yeah. the intuition yeah. is burying that experience but yeah. there's something here about how do we lift it how do we create the environment where people can be comfortable yeah. to just yeah. say what's going on yeah. and this as we talked about this is a great example you know lots of people would be nervous coming on live with mm. a completely live audience we have no many you know no mm. limit on how many people could be watching mm. and you know what if i trip up what if i say something wrong um but actually it's much more endearing to just say i probably will trip up yeah. And that's human. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's it's that part. What's the authenticity around the humanness of us? Yeah. So I used to work for IBM and they built Watson. You might have heard of Watson. He was playing chess and doing all kinds of things to show how clever he was. Um, I'm assuming he's a he. He might not be. We won't go there. That's another, another conversation. Um, but I think what we're identifying with AI, and it was going to be the topic of my research, but there are, there are a lot of people researching it right now on what is it that the AI cannot do. So in our humanness of connection and empathy, and like you say, intuition and innovation and all of these things that require the part of our brain that actually is connected to the heart, you know, the, the, the volume of data coming up from our gut and our heart into our brain is the bit that we can't quite get our hands on. It's like language escapes us when we try and, you know, code it you know try and put that in a machine you know well, i don't even understand it myself um and yet it's like i, I use the, the analogy of buying a house you know when you go into a house you typically know before you walk through the front door whether it's the one you're going to buy and it might not tick off all of your criteria but something in you knows there's an inner knowing that this is the house i'm going to live in this is my home i feel connected to it and that's something we haven't quite worked out how to measure you know we know about electromagnetic fields we know about these but we haven't quite got there yet and that i think is going to be an amazing place when we 
I don't think we'll ever understand it. Not in our lifetime anyway, but maybe in our children's. <laughs> oh, you never know. Don't, don't, yeah. We, I know, right? Look, we just had a really lovely point I want to highlight here coming through from um, one of our, our viewers, listeners, Dipali. As we raise our self-awareness, we, we may realign our purpose. And that sometimes may be conflicting with those who matter, mm. like a partner or, or a friend. And managing those expectations is central to navigating continuous central um, self-development and growth. Such a fantastic point mm -hmm. and so relevant because, you know, it's really interesting, actually. If you think about kind of career development, often people, as they grow, if they're really determined on a particular career path, will move roles and context and environment every mm -hmm. kind of 18 months to two years mm -hmm. in order to allow themselves to evolve without the the kind of the the, the view of judgment that holds them back almost. Yep. And I find I see that a lot in organizations. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of people. It's not job hopping. It's just, mm -hmm. a, you know, really yeah. intense yeah. development. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the same happens with partners and friends. They have a view mm -hmm. of us. It's it's comfortable not to change yeah. that. Yes. But what if they want to grow and change? Yes. How do you engage with those around you? And I think this yes. is really interesting, actually, because self-awareness, it it's, comes back to that collective point that you mentioned, Lindsay. Yeah. It's not about just us, yeah. our self-awareness. It's about how we use that. Are with yeah. the people around us yeah. and that's the whole basis isn't it of being a leader and being able to recognize first mm. and 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 respond and behave yeah i mean the only thing that's constant is change and we cannot keep the things the same if if we wanted to it wouldn't happen the weather changes every single day and so we have to embrace the fact that relationships come and go you know jobs come and go and you know, some people are really able to embrace that and, and move on and, and others, you know, and this is where I think strengths really helps because wherever you are in your life, we have this unique characteristic that we're able to bring forth. So even when change is forced upon us or transformation happens, despite mm -hmm. everything we've been trying to do, you know, we can support each other. We can support ourselves um, to get through that, to get through to the other side. Mm. And that's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's it's also for me in what you're saying there, it's the combination of our strengths that's kind of the outcome. Yeah. So, you know, when I was in my 20s, I used to try and describe myself in terms of my strengths um, and, you know, the five different ones and how I different, how I used those interconnectedly, yes. you know, to be me. And it's yeah. very interesting, actually, that in my 30s, I almost became me more. I was mm. like, no, no, I think I know who I am now and what I stand mm. for. But yeah. actually moving now into my 40s, I think life stages really change how you obviously they do change your identity massively. Yeah. And I think that's really um it's the combination of those. I don't describe myself in terms of my strengths anymore. So when people ask me, I kind of have to check back and think, yes, actually, I know exactly what they are. They're this, 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 and this. Yeah. But how I describe myself is the is the combination. How I describe myself is 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 got my purpose wrapped into that. It's got yeah. that authentic, you know, wrap around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when people ask me, kind of, who I am, who am I as a leader, mm -hmm. and and that's really um, that's really different, actually, uh, in different life stages. And I think mm -hmm. there's also something here for leaders. Yeah, thinking about you know life stages and where they are in their life what do they really want right now and that's okay because yeah. that might change yeah. that might be different in five years in 10 years yeah. um and many people say to me you know what they wanted at 40 was was completely different to, um for for if they imagine sorry let me if they, let me say it again so if they when they were 40 and imagining what they wanted at their 50th yes 
was very different to when they got to their 50 and they were like, no, it's nothing, no, nothing no, like no. what I imagined I wanted at that stage. No, exactly. What's important to us changes. And that's why values, these things, like you say, are so inextricably linked. You can't separate out strengths and then take out purpose and then do values as a separate thing because they form this cohesive part. And, you know, when we really look at what's important to us, you know, and this is where the relationship pit pieces come in you know sometimes what's important to us does change and doesn't align with the people around us and we have to be brave in those situations to say well either I'm going to take a back seat here or what's important to me matters so much that I'm prepared to go out there and make a difference in the world you know on my own terms and those are difficult choices um so the consequences are huge and I imagine right now with the stuff that's gone on in the last year and people questioning themselves and having time space to reflect in their own bubbles of what they care about yeah. there must be tons of people out there right now really yeah. thinking yeah. about all those things yeah. and you know human leadership exactly that it's kind of like yeah. where does where does this kind of where where can I be where can I you place myself we can't go backwards. We have to redefine what the working world looks like, sounds like, feels like. You know, it's transformed before our eyes yeah. at speed that we could not, you know, if we'd have tried to do this, we couldn't have done it at the pace that it's happened. So we have to embrace that now. Yeah, and, and, and we certainly are. So, you know, being able to have these conversations is absolutely brilliant. This is really just accelerating the vision that we had around humanising the world of work back in 2019. So we're kind of really, really trying to blend this in and bring it to life. And hopefully um, that for all, all our viewers and all our listeners on all our platforms have um, caught some, some insightful and practical hints and tips around <laughs> things that we can do as human leaders or for our human leaders in our organisations to help them really think about bringing their strengths and their purpose to life authentically. Mm. Um, it's the, the foundation of, of human leadership in, in being aware of ourselves and doing that collectively, making sure that other people are aware of, of what we're going through. Mm. Um, and and really using some tips. I'm happy to share them afterwards because I don't think I touched on a single one in this conversation. <laughs> I think you have. It's, you'll look back and you'll think, wow, actually, we got through a lot. So, um, half an hour, we're, we've come to a close now. Thank you so much for all the, the, the brilliant questions, comments, and engagement coming through. Um, we hope that you will join us again tomorrow for the third in our Humanizing Work Live series. Um, we are going to be talking about other awareness tomorrow. So, how can we really develop our understanding of others as a leader? So please do join us on our Bailey and French Consulting page on LinkedIn or our YouTube channel or our Facebook. Um, and please do share broadly for any of your contacts who might be interested to join us. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I've really enjoyed this conversation and um, I really look forward to seeing you soon. Um, I will uh, I will say goodbye and sign off to our wonderful viewers today. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank um, you for having me. Okay, take care, Lindsay. Thank you. See you later.